Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. This week, success on a manageable scale. We're used to hearing stories of type A personalities and the incredible feats they pull off on the career front. But that can be a bit intimidating to those of us who don't have the energy or desire to scale the heights of a vast corporation or work 16-hour days as a fast-track entrepreneur. Frankly, I've always considered my personality a bit more of a B+. In this episode of the show, we meet a pair of business partners who have carved their own distinctive entrepreneurial niche as sex and relationship writers. We have each other to give each other motivation, and it really helps in terms of discipline when it's not just you you have to answer to, you have at least one other person, but it's not a hierarchical structure. We're, you know, we're equal partners. I think that's a very feminine quality. Coming up on The Broad Experience. Some of you may know the names M and Lowe. They began their careers at the rather daring online magazine and dating site Nerve.com. They left Nerve almost 10 years ago to go out on their own, and they've been together ever since. Their real names are Emma Taylor and Lorelai Sharkey. I'm M, or Emma Taylor, and I met Lowe at Nerve.com back in the beginning of 1999. I was hired by the company to help them get their online community going. So I met Lo on my first day on the job. She hadn't actually been there for my interview, so she had no say in my being hired. Unfortunately, we got on because we were sharing a desk and a phone line and a job basically from the first day. So we, our first job together was to create Nerve's community space. So we created homepages and email and this messaging board and we created Nerve Personals together. And once all these people were coming to the site to find dates and find love and find sex, we realized that these people needed a little bit of instruction and could use some advice. And so before Nerve could hire somebody with actual experience, we just started writing a column ourselves and uploading it to the server. And that eventually got syndicated because the personals got popular. So it was being syndicated to various, um, a whole bunch of different websites, over 100, I think, at some point, like Salon and The Village Voice. And The Onion. Um, So, and we just, the reason why we wanted to do it was because we had created this voice together, um, creating the, the community space. And we always felt like, you know, we were opinionated. We had things to say on the topic. And we thought we'd had a good perspective, one that we didn't really often see in women's magazines. They were a little too coy and we just wanted, we thought we could offer advice that was a little bit more down to earth, a little funnier, a little bit more open and honest and maybe use more swear words. So that's how that all started. And it wasn't very professional when we first started. We would go to a bar after work with a little pad of paper and write our column together over gin and tonics or wine. And cigarettes. And lots of cigarettes. 
on an actual pad of paper yeah with a lot of cigarettes that was before new york smoking ban too i actually think that we worked harder back then and we really like we really labored over every sentence and every word and really um tried to get it right even even though we were having fun and drinking at the time and we tried to be we worked hard to be funny because we always felt like if you are funny you, you kind of take people off their guard a little bit and people are willing to hear a little bit more you just take knock them off their guard a bit when you be funny about a topic like sex it worked and they built up quite a following these days their site emmanlow.com gets three to four hundred thousand visitors a month over the years they've written many books about sex made a british tv show they say they can barely watch and had their columns widely syndicated emma says she feels they got lucky in terms of when they entered the workplace it's funny, I just finished, we both just finished reading Lean In because we're reading it for our book club, which meets tonight. But I found that there was so much of it that I didn't relate to because I've always worked for internet companies. And when we worked at Nerve, there was this couple who ran the company and they were our age. Everybody we worked with was our age. I There was no, there wasn't really that kind of masculine dude culture that you get in investment banking or consulting or in the business world necessarily so a lot of what she was talking about in that book I didn't really relate to because I've never been in that kind of work environment and when we were working we were in our early 20s we were everybody was online there was this sense that people in their 20s knew a lot more than people in their 40s and 50s even if that wasn't necessarily true but in that particular industry it felt true at the time so it I think that gave us confidence you felt like you had a lot to say even if you were only 23 and in your second job out of college that said they both say they're not immune to falling into some typically female traps as they conduct their business they may be able to talk about unmentionable subjects frankly and with humor but when it comes to advocating for themselves for instance we definitely catch ourselves using language in a certain way where we'll read through an email that we're about to send, where we're asking for more money or we're saying what our rate is. And we'll suddenly go through and we're like, let's take out three of those pleases and just make it a statement and not a question. You know, we'll end up saying, you know, if that's OK with you or how do you feel about this? And, you know, and then we'll look through and Lorelai's usually the one to say, would a guy write this email? Would he say it that way? Or would he say, this is my rate? And we find ourselves so afraid that, oh, but if we ask for too much money, they'll walk away and find someone else rather than, no, just negotiate and go in there and ask for what you want and they'll come back with a counteroffer. There's another kind of typically female thing that plagues us, which is we are just, we're much more creative content writer types so we're not great at business it just doesn't business development it doesn't interest us that much we haven't um forced ourselves to really delve into that skill set so i think that that probably has held us back a little bit um because it's really just the two of us doing everything and um i think if we were a little bit more business savvy and um push ourselves we could we could have a huge empire of sex writing. No, I don't know. But it just, it would probably benefit us. And I think we sort of have never, you know, gone in for that type of, that side of the business. We're much more on the creative side. Um, I've always sort of associated business with masculinity or, you know, men and more creative types with women. 
I suspect there will be quite a few creative men and women with business degrees who may want to take issue with that, but research shows most of us instinctively make those same associations. Emma's and Lorelai's lives aren't just parallel on the work front. They match uncannily on the personal front, too. Both women married at around the same time, and they each moved out of New York City to small towns very close to one another. And when they started procreating, each had a girl, then a boy. Each time, Emma was exactly four months behind Lorelai. Their kids are now best friends. Lorelai says having children and entering their 40s has really forced the two of them to rethink where they're going as a business and a brand. When we first had kids, I was unsure whether I want we wanted I wanted us to admit to having children online um, because we've always written very much about other people. We never really talk about our own personal lives. It's all sort of aspirational and ideal, and we talk about other people's problems, not our own, and not, and we talk about other people's sex lives really, and not so much ours. Um, so, but still, I wasn't I, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about our kids, not only in order to eventually protect them and just sort of really keep it separate, um, but also because in the world that we work in, the sex writing and relationship writing, you know, we were we got out of the 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 ideal age bracket target um, market of eighteen to thirty four, and um, you know, there's that that thinking that terrible thinking that once you have kids, you're not you know, sexy, you're not a sexual being, you're not um, someone, you're not romanticized anymore, there's nothing cool about you. Um, so there was that to contend with. Uh, and and so as we've gotten older, you know, it, I guess it always seems like there's like the young, cute, single sex advice writer, and then there's the Dr. Ruth's of the sex advice world. And there's not so many in between. So um, as we've gotten older, I think, you know, we're going to evolve. And, and we've decided to, you know, be honest about the things that that are important to us. And, and that involves stuff about like, gender issues about around raising kids it has to do with reproductive rights it has to do with you know things about um hpv vaccines for young girls it has to do with sex education in schools because that that's going to be really important even more important to us um as our kids get older um and i think you know also what are we going to enjoy writing about how are we going to evolve when our kids get old enough to to surf online how is that going to work when our when our fellow um, parents at our schools and their sons or daughters find us online? What's going to happen then? Is that, you know what kind of um, controversy is that going to cause? So it should be interesting. Talking of outsiders, what do Emma and Lowe say when someone asks that cocktail party question? What do you do? Well, I usually try to gauge <laughs> the person's how conservative they are and if I if I sense that they are probably conservative I just say that I write about relationships or if they're if they're an older person or somebody's parents that's what I'll say but um but I am not ashamed of what we do and what we've written I'm proud of it and and I think it's important because I think good sex education is very important um so I just come out and say maybe you know I might say relationships and sex 
just put, you know, I write about, Emma and I write about relationships and sex, put the relationship first to sort of cushion the blow of the word sex. But you, most people are amused by it or interested. I've had, I've had moms come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I checked out your site. I love what you do. That's amazing. Or, you know, or somebody told me what you do. I went home and I looked online. I think, you know, it's great. I couldn't stop reading. I subscribed to your site. We just had one, there was, um, our kids were both taking a music class together at the same time and the music teacher's husband had checked out our site and he couldn't look us in the eye after that. Whenever we walked in, he'd always get really red and awkward and have to leave the room. These two can liven up life in a small town. They are, after all, the authors of a book called 150 Shades of Play and they held a book party for that at their local country library. I don't think the music teacher's husband went to that one. The women know they do something pretty unusual, and they say life has been quite a bit tougher since the recession hit in 2008. They've had to chase assignments rather than be offered them on a plate, and editors are paying far less these days. But Lorelai says they still love what they do, and she thinks that's the key for any entrepreneur. As long as you have something that you're passionate about doing, that's going to motivate you to, you know, figure things out, to sell yourself, to... um you know, uh, advocate for yourself and maybe take take some risks, which is, you know, which is key, I think, in, in when you branch out on your own. It's a huge risk, but if you're doing something that you really enjoy, you're going to find a way to make it work. And we, what we did in terms of working as a team is that we just figured out a way to make rules that worked for us. And we actually, ridiculously enough, I mean, not ridiculous, but we, we've never signed any kind of contract between the two of us. It's all handshake, basically, but we have very organized rules around things like maternity leave we were able to give each other four months maternity leave for both kids we give each other vacations we give each other time off and it's all stuff that we've worked out together between the two of us based on how we want our schedules to be we worked out a way to go part-time together and um, I mean we're not making a ton of money doing what we're doing but we're working and we're loving it and we're figuring whereas with our kids as much as we want to be sometimes more than we'd like to be <laughs> I mean one th- one thing that's great about our situation is we have uh, we have the independence and freedom of being freelancers but without the 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 fear and horror of just being out there on your own. You know, we have each other to support each other. Do we have each other to give each other feedback? We have each other to give each other motivation. And it really helps in terms of discipline when it's not just you, you have to answer to, you have at least one other person, but it's not a hierarchical structure. We, you know, we're equal partners. I think that's a very feminine quality where we're, we're really working together we complement each other our our differences complement each other in business you know I am a little bit more aggressive and more to the point but Emma's more diplomatic so before we send an email I'll I'll say you know let's let's not put in so many questions and let's ask for more money but she'll she'll you know run it through the diplomacy machine and say well yeah but let's you know be nice about it so we it's it's great to have a partner that you can trust that supports you and that um where you have shared goals Ammon Lowe you can find them at ammonlowe.com thanks very much to Mia Lobel for recording this interview
That's The Broad Experience for this time. You can comment on this episode at thebroadexperience.com or on the show's Facebook page. And if you like what you hear, please consider writing a review of the show on iTunes. The Broad Experience is supported by the Mule Radio Syndicate, which hosts a lot of other interesting podcasts, including Impolite Company and Everything Sounds. Coming up over the summer, segments on dealing with horrible women in the workplace and how not to be one, tips for success from a pregnant CEO and a small business owner, and the progress being made by women in technology and journalism. See you next time. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.